Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to part two of our series with Ross Marino. Now, here's the deal. We all go to events. <laughs> so many people go to events. And you know what? Sometimes somebody will sit down and say, what is the best conference I ever attended? And then they'll ask why, right? Why was that the best conference that I've ever attended? And advisors spend so much time and so much money going to these conferences. But how do you really maximize what you're going to do and the implementation quotient of leaving these sorts of of events. And, and Ross Marino, he's been an advisor for you know a dog's age. He runs Advisor 2X. He is the conference guru. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what makes a great conference. We're going to talk about where their research happened and, and how to really build this great conference. And finally, uh, how can you maximize your conference attendance? Ross, welcome back to the show. Thanks so much, Matt. Glad to be here. So let's talk about how how did you get started in this world, man? This just seems a little weird for you know a thirty plus year financial advisor uh, to really dip their toes into this water. It is kind of weird. It, it started with teaching retirement planning and employee benefits for the CFP program. Uh, that was probably fifteen years ago, and I loved it. I loved being around the advisors. They were hungry to learn. They loved the business. They loved serving their clients, and I ended up having countless conversations and email exchanges with them, just trying to help them learn the business and understand what's going on. And it, it was a lot of fun. So as time progressed, I ended up launching a software tool to help advisors keep track of 401k providers and their resources. Now, I wasn't a 401k specialist. I was a financial planner like now, but I had plenty of 401k plans, so I had to make sure I kept everything organized. So we eventually created the software tool, and we went to a conference to launch the tool out there. And people loved the tool, but while we were there, I was listening to advisors and vendors really just complain about the event. And some of the things were legitimate, you know, conferences can have some struggles. Other things, they were easy. They were fixable. These are things that shouldn't be happening at, at the event. So after a few days on the last day of the conference, just having these conversations, I floated the idea to some people that I knew there and said, why don't we take what's going on here at this conference? We'll do it on a city level or a regional level. Just crunch it down to one day and, and see what happens. Well, they liked that. It was a Tuesday. By Friday of that week, we had our first event booked, and we hoped that 20 or 30 advisors would actually attend. In essence, 58 showed up. So we looked around and said, okay, this is going to work. So it really started with a software tool that led to, why don't we just launch a meeting? And as soon as the meeting worked, we thought we, we should really go for this. That was May of 2010. Hmm. Fast forward to now, we've hosted or managed more than 1,000 events across the country. Some of them are our own events. But we also manage events for other people, like private label, and that's what we've been doing for the last 10 years. So Advisor 2X, you're not selling anything to advisors, are you? Who is your ideal client here? Yeah, that's funny. We get that question a lot, and we tend to get follow-up questions as well because they're trying to figure out, as people say, what is your angle? What are you doing here? All we do is events. So when you come there, there's no upsell. There's no cross-sell. We don't have any other services. I'm a big believer that 
advisors have to step away from their business to work on their business. I didn't come up with that. Successful people already get that, and we understand you got to step away, and you have to think about your business. And we've just created this environment where you can focus on helping the advisor think and learn and make decisions to move their practice forward. You can't do this effectively while you're sitting or standing at your desk during a normal workday. It just doesn't work as well. You have to step away in order to have clarity and really think about where do I go from here. You know, I have been speaking at conferences for the last 15 years. And when I say that yours are fundamentally different, Ross, it was eye opening to me that it wasn't the same sort of thing. I'm just, if you don't mind, I'm just want to, is it okay if I talk a little bit about that? Sure, dive in. Thank you. Okay. So, so first off, the whole registration process was seamless. I mean, unbelievably seamless. You know, everybody always has all of these quirky things that they want to try to do, but they don't execute them well. Your team executed it absolutely seamlessly. And then when you look around to see how the event is structured, and how deep do you want me to go on this? Can I, I don't want to give away your secret sauce here, but. Oh no, dive in. It's great. Go for it. All right. So, so as, as a, as a person who provides services to financial advisors, Right, uh, you walk into the room of of wholesalers, right? Basically, is what it is, or product people, and it didn't look like any room I'd ever been in. They're not up against the wall. There was like traffic patterns, and the funniest thing was they had people at the booth. Like there were for some reason, right? It was just part of the culture that every advisor was going to go around and, and meet with these people. It was crazy. How did you, how do you create that, Ross? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I can tell you that it started with one primary question, and that was, what would the ultimate advisor conference look like? And I started asking that over and over to advisors that I knew, to coaches, vendors, wholesalers, anybody connected to this business. I just kept asking the question. And I listened to what they liked. I listened to what they didn't like. And of course, that just led to more questions. So it really came down to this. Why would an advisor leave their office and family for two or three days and invest their time, their energy, and their money? And then when they came, what would make that investment so valuable that they would come back the following year? I kept asking questions. I kept thinking about the answers. And again, these questions are all about the advisor. It all comes down to what will attract an advisor to come to that conference, what will make that conference valuable for their advisor. And as long as we can keep our focus on that, we can create that environment. And really, it can be hard sometimes. You look at certain ideas or what you want to do and you think, well, will this work? Would it not work? And we'll try anything. We're good with that. But sometimes it just comes down to one simple question. And and that is, would I like that? And I mean me. I'm like most advisors. There's things I like about conferences, things I don't. Really, I'm your typical type A DD advisor, just being honest. And certain conferences, it's hard for your average advisor to go in there and really maximize their time. It's just not designed. So we've taken it from that perspective, tried to create that environment so advisors can maximize their time and receive maximum ROI. Okay. Now, I hear this all the time, and I know you do too, because you talk to advisors all over the place that say they're, you know, I'm really ADD. It's really hard for me to stay focused. How do you help advisors 
get and maximize that? How do you help them think and make decisions at these conferences, which if you just heard the words I just said there, everybody, think and make decisions, that's what you get out of these events. Advisors have stuff that they do when they leave, which is not normal. How did you figure that out? Yeah, I think we have to focus on what you just said there, which is think and make decisions. And that's how advisors maximize their time. Thinking, it's easy. And if you're ADD, there is no shortage of thoughts. I got plenty. Ideas, I can change the world in any given minute. But actually making the decisions and then leading to execution, that's always the challenge. So we have to create the environment to allow them to think and then also add in the aspect of helping them make decisions before they leave the conference. So we do it a few ways. First is, it means choices. When you come to a conference, we only have two general sessions. That's one each day. The rest of the time, there's four tracks of breakout sessions and workshops. ADD advisors love variety. And even though a conference has a theme, each top time slot must have variety in it. And next, and this is something we received pushback on from certain groups, but it's turned out to work fantastic, is our sessions are shorter than most conferences. Now, I know some places you have to sit for 75, 80, 90 minutes straight and listen to one speaker. I, I got to tell you, that is just agonizing for people like me. And it's not, I really should say it's not, it's agonizing. I just don't do it. I just skip the sessions. I, I can't do it. So we make sure our breakouts, are mostly 30 minutes. And the speakers, they have to be people who understand me as an advisor and what I do. And that's why more than half of our speakers are producing advisors or home office specialists. Because like most advisors, I want to know what other advisors are doing. And then to mix all this in there, we have to make sure that our breaks and our meals are longer than your typical conference. In order to process and in order to have my brain working, I got to move around. I have to talk with other advisors. I like to talk shop, but that's how I do it. I can't just sit in sessions for eight or nine hours straight. I have to move. I have to engage other people. I have to start and stop. And that's what really helps me maximize my time and make decisions. Every time I was at a conference and talking to people who were my clients or friends of mine within the industry, they would always say that that was the most valuable part of the conference is the breaks and the meals, right? Which is, again, that's just, that's not how other people think. I actually met you physically at, at a conference. And one of the things that you, you said to me was, look around and just look at the difference on how people are interacting during these times instead of the conference providers talking at the advisors, their, their audience and participants, everything felt like a conversation. How do you manage that, man? I, I mean, is there what what is the secret sauce? How how are you changing the fundamental culture and feeling of events like this? Well, I think it's helpful that I'm not from the event business. I'm not in the event business. All I've really done is be an advisor. I'm, nobody's accused me of being a renaissance man or a jack-of-all-trades. So there was nothing in my brain of how conferences were supposed to run. Um, I, I just knew what was valuable to me, and we tried to recreate it. So we start with being strict about who can attend. We limit registration to advisors, their team members, or home office staff from an RIA or a broker-dealer, and that's it. The only other attendees are guest speakers 
and a limited number of sponsors. By design, it's not an industry conference. There will not be 2,000 people at our events ever. It's an advisor's conference. And the advisors who are there, they want to be there. They come to learn. They come to think. They come to make decisions. And you notice this. We, we brought this up before at our last event. We don't cut corners on food and beverage. The, the food during the meals and the breaks, it's great. There will always be protein, fat, and carbs. And I know that may sound a little funny, but there's a reason we do that. Advisors like good food. More importantly, it's what they need. When you go to these conferences, you're thinking a lot. It takes a lot of mental energy. That means we need fuel for our brains. I can't function when I only have a muffin for breakfast. I mean, I need energy. Well, and coffee. I need lots of coffee. So there's always coffee in the exhibit hall. But as an advisor attending a conference, I have to recognize the mental demands. My brain needs sleep. I need calories. I need lots of water. I have to feed the brain in the conference in order to be productive there. When we create that environment, the advisors feel good. They're not taxed. They're not drinking out of a fire hose. They're not overwhelmed because there's one advisor for every two sponsors that are there. If we can help manage that environment and create the environment that the advisors want to be in and they can thrive in, then you get that feeling that you described and you see constant conversations all throughout the breaks, even during some of the sessions. We don't close the exhibit hall uh, during the events or during the, when the sessions are running, and I had someone on my team ask me and said, well, why wouldn't you do that? And I said, well, it's an advisor's conference. If I want to hang out in the exhibit hall and talk to somebody, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not forced to go to a breakout. You just got to give them choices. And as long as we give them that freedom and create that environment, it seems to work really well. Man, I remember standing in line with an advisor day two of the event that I went to with you. And he looked at me and he goes, dude, this food tastes good. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm, and I, I looked at him. I was like, I'm here for seconds. And I never would do that at a normal conference, dude, because you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it, it, that's with cost cutting, right? I totally understand that. I understand that from a business perspective, but you're right. Advisors want good food. They're used to good food. And if, if they want a really healthy option, you always have a healthy option. But if you didn't want a healthy option, you wanted something that just tasted really, really good. You had like full-size freaking candy bars sitting next to, oh man, I mean, it's just those little itty bitty details that made such a huge difference. Now, you also don't end the days the same way as you do at other events. Talk about that. Sure. The end of the day at most conferences is going to be in the exhibit hall with a couple of drink tickets. And I just got to say, I'm not a fan of, let's have a beer at my booth. So when the day's over, I want to wind down, but I also want to talk with other advisors. I want to get to know some of the speakers. I want to interact. I, I want that buzz that you talked about where you see everybody talking and getting together. In an exhibit hall at the end of the day, that's going to be challenging. So what we decided to do is just have an off-site party, and sometimes it includes dinner. But that creates even more opportunities to interact with the uh, other advisors. 
And when you put all this together, the extended breaks, the meal times, the end of the day party, they're actually all the result of advisor feedback. They've told us this is what they like. They want plenty of time to engage other advisors. We all want to listen. We want to learn. We want to think. But we also want to have a good time. So when you just set up an opportunity in an exhibit hall, some people come, some don't. Maybe they have a drink, maybe they don't, but they're all heading somewhere else. When we have these parties, we'll schedule them for 90 minutes or two hours, and we find out that the majority of the people who came to this after the event, end of the day party, they're still there when there's last call happening. So they like it. They want to engage. They want to interact. We just tried it right off the bat a few years ago at a big conference. And really what drove it was um, I was looking at the proposal and what it would cost to have an open bar in the exhibit hall. And it was ridiculous. And I I think at the time it wasn't a huge conference, but it was like $40,000. I thought for what? To have a beer at the booth? I mean, I'm not much of a party guy, but I'm pretty sure we can throw a killer party for $40,000. So we went and looked for other options found a nightclub inside the hotel, and for about the same amount of money, we had this wonderful happy hour. It was in Las Vegas. There were literally people hanging from the ceiling from Cirque du Soleil, people walking on balls around. It was a blast. Everybody loved it, and we thought, okay, this works, so let's just continue it, and it's turned out to be a really cool thing. Now, that's just the environment and the experience. You also have the 2X success plan. Let's talk about that. Sure. It all comes back to the the same idea of, you know, how are we going to be successful? So I'll throw a question back to you, Matt. You were a coach. I know some of your history. You were a therapist. Your job was to help people. So here's a question for you. I'll give you two of them. First, how did you gauge your success? And second, what was proof that you made an impact on the lives of the people you were serving? Hmm. Well, how did I gauge success? A part of it was that the the client would come back engaged and excited to to work with me again, right? So, so there was one of the ways that I would gauge success: relief from whatever their presenting issue was. But, but those the the success part is is one piece. But your second question is, as a coach, was the most important thing, which was how did I how did I prove to myself and my clients that. I was improving their lives and and it was about just getting things done that I that I'm sorry that that IQ the implementation quotient right what did they implement how did they implement it did they come up to me later and say oh my god you said this it changed my life that's the sort of stuff and I know that you're seeing major epiphanies happen because it, I'm just going to go back to something that you said earlier which is about the the length of the presentations yeah, anything north of 45 minutes, you're about to snooze. You force your speakers to have actionable items in a short period of time to keep people's attention. And I think that's one of the reasons why you guys are getting the level of success that you are. But for me, it was always implementation, right? As a therapist, I think I might have told you this before, I was a terrible therapist, so I didn't gauge my success very well there. But as a coach, I did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think, I think that's great. The implementation quotient, I wrote that down. I think that's great. That's that's IQ. So I'll first talk on a comment you made on the speakers. And by having these shorter sessions, you, you really unmasked something that is a key to our success. When we tell people your session is 30 minutes, the most common feedback we hear immediately is, wow, I've, I've never done this presentation 
in only 30 minutes. And then we explained to them, well, if you really shorten it, you probably can do a good job with that. And what you find is these speakers, their 50-minute presentations, they're really more like 30 minutes plus, plus, plus. So you kill the big opening illustration. You kill the story that shows how you understand the advisors and you can connect with them and you play six degrees of separation with the whole group. You kill all that fluff out and there's nobody there introducing the speakers. We let them know that when the clock strikes the time of your breakout, start. And the first slide is high. And when you do that, it really focuses those speakers to deliver actionable items and make sure that they're walking the advisors through whatever it is they want them to learn. So we haven't had pushback from advisors on the length of the session. And the speakers, as soon as they adapt to it, they love it. We haven't had anybody complain that I'm aware of afterwards that, gee, I wish that could have been 45. They can deliver in 30 minutes, and it really helps the advisor to focus. And when you do that, you realize they're able to make decisions. So from day one, what I always told my team here was that the success of a conference is measured by what the advisors do after they return to their offices. We can have a great event. Everybody can be happy. The food's great. The experience is great. That's wonderful. They're stimulated. They're thinking of ideas, thinking about the future. That's all wonderful. It's not why they go to the conferences. If I'm going to invest two days of my time and my energy and my money, and I'm going to be away from my family, it's got to be worth it. I need ROI, and that's what I need when I attend the conference. So in order to do that, we created the 2X success plan. And that is part of our conference planner, and it helps advisors capture their thoughts throughout the conference and then create the action items. And then in the closing session, I help the advisors prioritize and outline a simple 90-day plan. And when I say simple, I mean, it's like a one-pager. So we're not going to come up with 73 must-dos or absolute priorities that I have to do when I get to the office. We're going to really identify, here's what I need to do when I get back, make the decisions, map out a plan for it. So when I get to my office, I know I'm going to follow through. Well, and I remember that very, very clearly. And one of the things that I remember you saying, which made me smile, was you guys need to pick like three things, right? You're going to just, there's a, you're, I, I don't want you to, to go back and overwhelm your team with all of these ideas. You're going to pick a couple of things that are absolutely important to you. And we're going to write down the steps to implement. And it, dude, Ross, the funniest thing was people's heads were down, man. They were freaking writing in this book that you had for them. And it just, I had the biggest cheesy smile on my face because you got them to truly take action at the end of the conference, which is the, the closing session. So do you mind talking just a little bit more about the closing session? Yeah, happy to do that. So throughout the conference with, with each session, we have one key takeaway or one action item at the bottom. And as your typical advisor, I can tell you in a session, I may come up with multiple action items. I'm no different than anybody else. There's a lots of lots of thoughts, but you have to pick one. Well, by the time you get to the closing session, my one key action item or one key takeaway, I just went to 30 sessions. So there's going to be a lot of them there, and there's no way I'm going to get 30 things done. So what we really focus them down on is, is I start with collating all of your takeaways onto a list. So let's look at everything that I wrote down right off the bat and figure out what really is that important. 
And then once they have that list, we shorten it even more. And we start with one task, one to do. It's going to take less than 10 minutes to do it. Maybe it's something you thought of in the past, but you really need to get it done. And that's going to be your one follow-up task to start with. Now, along with that, we're going to write down why it's important, what the obstacles may be, maybe why haven't you accomplished this in the past if it's something you thought of, but we're really just going to have them pick one task and they're going to write it down. And you're right, their heads are down because that task that they pick out of two days of a conference, it's a big deal because they made it number one. And then we go to one project. And by that, I mean, it's something that may take two to three months to complete multiple people will be involved, multiple steps will be involved, and you're going to have to have a process in order to get that up and running. It's not the simple task that maybe I had avoided in the past. It's actually this project that will involve my practice manager or researching a couple of vendors or contacting some people. At the last conference we were at where you were there, there was a guy there who had just expanded his firm and opened a new office, and it was awesome because he said his project is now to figure out how to get equity to all of his people who were there because they deserved it and they earned it, and he laid out the steps to make that happen. And what was, what was kind of cool and then funny at the end is he shared that, and everybody thought it was awesome, and I said, anybody else want to share something? And everybody just kind of smirked. I'm like, yeah, nobody's going to say anything after this guy. So it was, <laughs> it was great that he did that. I mean, I, yeah, actually, I think I went and high-fived him. It was really cool how he delivered it. It was, just, it was all based on his values, but it, it also, we joked, he just then sucked the life out of everybody because uh, whatever else you say after that, like, that's not a big deal. <laughs> but we, we had a good chuckle. It was a fun room. We have, we have a good time in the clothes, but that's what you're going to do. you got to sit down and lay things out. So we really take it down to one task or to-do that is truly a must-do, and then one project that I am going to get this done in the next 90 days. Here's why it's important. And when we make it that simple, people execute. Okay. Now, we're going to spend some time talking about the Retirement and Longevity Summit. Dude, aren't there enough freaking conferences already? I mean, why are you doing this one? And the, 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 the second level question here is, I know why, but there's so much buzz about this. So what, aren't there enough conferences, dude? What, what, what's going on? Yeah, great question. There's a lot of conferences out there. Um, I, I have to tell you, I've been waiting years to launch this specific conference. So it, it has been in the making in my brain for quite a while. Um, there's a lot of retirement conferences out there. Uh, if you look at the agendas, you'll, you'll notice a lot of them focus on retirement income or they may have a lot of annuity involvement in there. And that's fine if that's what your practice is. If the floor matters to you, that's great. But most successful CFPs, they work up market. So that means we don't use annuities as often. Many of them don't use them at all. Although in the new world with fee-based, uh, things are becoming much more competitive. So we see that changing. But really, from our client standpoint, running out of money isn't something that they worry too much about. Everybody thinks about it, but it probably doesn't keep them up late at night. So our conference, it's going to be for the advisors who want to differentiate themselves from that typical advisor who says, I do retirement planning too. Now, let's be honest. Most advisors, they can help someone determine if they're going to run out of money. Um, I think a robo-advisor can do that, sort of. Uh, but once you check that box, what else are you going to do? 
The really good financial planners, they're offering so much more. Their advice is holistic. They're looking for ways to help their clients live well, live long. It's really much more life-centered or person-centered. It's kind of like there's people who love portfolios. There's people who love planning. But then there's this group of people who actually love people as much or more than portfolios and planning. That group, those are the ones who I think are going to be the most successful over the next five to 10 years. That's the group that we're designing this conference for and creating this community. Is the need for this because of so many baby boomers are retiring? You're talking about longevity and and you're talking about retirement looking fundamentally different, which is another really cool thing about this. Is there something else besides those two things? Because people are living longer, they're not doing a normal retirement, as I'm air quoting there. What else is there, or is there something else underneath the surface of why you're creating the summit? There really are. There, there's multiple factors. The baby boomers, of course, are a big part of it. 10,000 per day, they say, are turning age 65. So that's going to drive a lot of our conversation. And that's a, a large group that's expanding that has a lot of needs that we can fill as financial planners. But if you look at our industry, um, I'll oversimplify it. There's two groups of advisors out there that I'm going to say are the two largest groups of advisors. Group one, the majority of their clients are either within five years of retirement, we'll call them pre-retirees, or they're already retired. Group two, the majority of their clients aren't pre-retirees or retirees, but they will be eventually. As that advisor ages, so does his or her clients. And as the advisor ages, they tend to attract older prospects. So having a retirement-focused practice is inevitable for most advisors. This is where we're going. And then to add on top of that, we're now in this environment where portfolio management can be automated. Financial planning by leveraging technology, maybe not automated, but man, it is so much faster than 20 years ago. So where do you go beyond that? You have to dive deeper. You have to find more ways to help your people, to help them retire live long, and live well. That's where the industry is going. A lot of people are already on this track already. We're just trying to help create a community and build a conference where we can bring them all together, learn from each other, and help build better practices. All right. Here's the kicker, everybody. I'm going to give you a website. I want you to make sure you check the show notes because we're going to direct you to this. This this is the event of events in 2020 uh, and many, many years to come. So if you go to the Advisor 2X website, right? You're going to be able to get to this immediately. Or you can go to the website I have here is rlsummit.com, right? And then you're going to see that it's in New Orleans, March 22nd through the 24th. Uh, You can view the agenda, register, all of that sort of stuff. Um, Is there anything else I'm missing, Ross, there that that everybody needs to know about the conference uh, specifically? Yes, some people need to know that that is the second weekend of March Madness, and that is by design. So when the days end up, there'll be, I'm sure, plenty of parties and people watching basketball games and having a good time. So we want to make sure the experience is fun. So we pick a fun city and we picked a weekend specifically that tends to have a lot of activity. Nice. All right. 
So make sure you check out the show notes. If you have not connected with Ross on LinkedIn, please make sure that you do that. Uh, look up Advisor 2X, see, see what's going on, see what sort of events. And if you are an organization that truly wants to hold an event that is going to fundamentally change the way that one, your advisors look at events, and two, what they get out of the events, please make sure you connect with Ross's team. So Ross, thank you very much for this part two. We're going to have another uh, podcast here in just a few minutes, talking a little bit more about who you are and what makes you unique and different. But thank you very much for your thought leadership today. You're welcome. I appreciate you having me, Matt. Well, for everybody at Advisor 2X, and if you have any ideas, go ahead and reach out to Ross on LinkedIn specifically. But for everybody there and everybody here at Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the contact us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.